0: Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. I would like you to understand how I relate the Bible to my life or the things I've read, the movies I've watched, things I've seen, videos, or how I make connections to things in the world. When I'm reading the Bible, I reflect on it. The example is um, Matthew 7 verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. One time I belonged to an organization and they had a new member and I didn't think that person seemed like a very nice person so kind of stayed away and watched from a distance over different meetings and it turned out that that person was really really nice and I had judged them by first impressions. They might have been shy or, or something else which made them seem aloof, but they were nice and they befriended other people in the organization and they were a real asset to the group. And it makes me think of how that was a shallow decision on my part to judge and it helped me reflect more when I meet new people to be more open. Additionally and when i apply these things to my life sometimes i'll think now do i want god to judge me that way do i want other people to judge me that way and so i reflect on these things and it gives me a deeper relationship to the passages i'm reading and it feels much more personal to me and i realize that you will apply passages you're reading to your life and the things that you know about the world or things you read or Movies or videos or TV that you've seen. These are just an example to make it easier for you to make those connections. Also, these podcasts will be coming out on Wednesday and Friday. The first portion of this podcast is called Two-Faced Christian." It's from a, a post that I put on a blog I felt led to create called Types of Christians. You can find that at HTTPS. Colon double backslash types of Christians T Y P E S O F C H R I S T I A N S dot blogspot b l o g s p o t dot com. This the passage I have with two-faced Christian comes from Luke chapter twenty-two verses forty-seven through fifty-one. And while he yet spake, that he is Jesus, behold a multitude, and he that was called Judas one of the twelve, went before him and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But when Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. Again, that was from Luke 22, verses 47 through 51. I don't know if I could do something nice like kill a person who was part of a plot to kill me. I've been known to remember situations for over 20 years where someone has been rude or hurtful to me, yet I'm dependent on Jesus's forgiving nature. If he remembered all my sins the same way I've harbored resentments toward others, there's no way I would ever make it to heaven. He forgives me over and over even when I don't deserve his forgiveness. He is there loving me when I find it difficult to love myself. I'm so fortunate to have Jesus as my Savior and Redeemer. I write these things, and I find I'm very two-faced. I say things like Savior and Redeemer in my writing, and realize that I would never be caught dead saying these things in public. I think that's because I don't want to sound like a religious fanatic to others. I might say that I love Jesus, but that's usually as far as my profession of faith goes. I need to pay attention because i could be faced with jesus saying i love debbie but i can't allow her to have salvation because she's afraid to risk the condemnation of others she's afraid that if she says i'm her savior and redeemer others will think she is a religious fanatic what a shame she has such potential but if she can't acknowledge me i don't feel obliged to acknowledge her such a shame actually this reminds me about the passage i had just written this is a previous passage where Simon Peter denies Jesus three times. Well, Simon Peter still received salvation because he learned from his mistakes and realized how terrible it was that he had denied Jesus. Simon Peter turned his life around where he became someone who really readily proclaimed his love for Jesus. Now I need to be able to do this thing. I need to turn my life around and not hide behind my fear of what people will think of me. I'm still very weak as a two-faced Christian in this area and need to ask that God gives me the willingness to let him guide my actions and my words now and always, not just when it's comfortable. I do want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence that God has made on my walk with Christ, this may not reflect the whole meaning of the Bible passages that I share with you. So I want to clarify something. So the passage I shared with you was about when Judas betrayed Jesus and and it also talked about when peter denied jesus well and those things are important things to know about within the context of the bible but i find that when i read the bible and this is what this whole po- uh, podcasting is um, bl- the blog's about and the, a book i wrote is all examples of how when i read the bible god has different lessons for me within them that I apply to my own life, Just this, this, this one, and um, about not readily proclaiming my faith in Christ the way I should or doing it on a very meek manner occasionally because I don't want people to think I'm a fanatic. So they, the Bible has relevance to my life today. There are those that think, oh, the Bible has a lot of these and downs and it's antiquated and it's not relevant to today's time. But this podcast and the blogs I'm telling you about in the book all have examples of how I've related to the Bible to my life currently. So it isn't antiquated. It still relates to my Bible. Sometimes I'll read passages at different times and I get different lessons. Sometimes I get no lessons from things. It just depends what God has tugging on my heart of what he's trying to show me at the particular time and where I am in the time and in my faith walk with him. But... These are examples, not that you will make the same connections to your own life, but that when you're reading the Bible that you might be open to having, listening to the lessons that God has that apply to your life in a way that's personally significant to you. Okay, the next portion of this podcast is called Show Me Christian. And the passage I have related to it is from John chapter two, verses 18 through 23. Then answered the Jews, and said unto him, which is Jesus, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he, which is Jesus, spake of the temple of his body. He, he's predicting his death. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said unto them, And they said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover and the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Again, that was from John chapter 2, verses 18 through 23. This reminds me of Missouri, the show me state. It's Kind of like we say to God, I'll believe that Jesus is our savior if you show me the proof, if you show me a sign, if you show me... And the list could go on i think that's how many christians get led astray by metaphysical and cult types of churches they are looking for valid proof of jesus's existence and concrete explanation for the creation of the world these metaphysical churches seem to appeal to them because they combine religion with science in a way that makes some kind of sense to them jesus is telling us that his body is going to be raised up on the third day defies any explanation real or metaphysical it's in the Bible, and enough different disciples wrote about it from their perspective, so we know that no one made this up. This is an aside. Actually, I've watched podcasts of people that are much more experienced at uh, researching the Bible than I am, but they, there are even non-Christian resources that tell about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Um, because back at that time, they put it in some kind of political documents. And I couldn't name all those because I wasn't expecting to say this. But I have watched podcasts, especially from Jay Warner Wallace. It's J, period. Warner Wallace, a cold case detective that has written many, many very moving blogs, podcasts, and videos that have good concrete evidence for jesus christ being our savior but anyway the thing is is one of the podcast i mean block but one of the youtube videos i watched showed and told about different um things that were non-christian where in the government that different people attested to seeing jesus after he rose or attested to him being crucified and buried and than seen that he arose anyway. So there's more than just Christian documentation that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Um, Jesus telling us that his body is going to be raised up on the third day defies any explanation, real or metaphysical. It's in the Bible enough different times and enough different disciples wrote about it from their perspective so we know that no one made it up this allows us to compare what was foretold in the bible years before jesus's birth with what the different disciples wrote this is why reading the bible is beneficial even for those who have doubts even thomas told the other disciples that they didn't believe that jesus had risen from the grave knowing this jesus appeared to thomas and told him to touch the nail prints in his hand and thrust his hand into his side in order for him to believe. It really did happen. Although it defies our human logic, Jesus arose from the grave to save us from all our sins. As a show me Christian, I see Jesus's work in my life each day and every day in in ways that defy all explanation, but I do. I try to turn my life over to God and turn to him and to take care of my daily issues and concerns. He gives me the peace which passes all understanding to get through the tough times. This isn't a sight, but He has done that through COVID and the pandemic. Because normally I would be worried and be up all night. Not to say I don't have bouts where I wake up at night, but I'm not worried about that um, because I just trust that God's there with me through all of this. He is always. They are taking care of me. Jesus is rising from the grave to save us from our sins, defies all explanation, explanation, but it is true. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.